0: It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to the Under the Hood podcast, the official podcast of the Indy Fuel. I am Andrew Smith, the broadcast voice of the Fuel. As we record this, it's December 22nd and the Fuel getting ready to head into the Christmas holiday with one more game against the Cincinnati Cyclones. And then a busy week coming out of the holiday break as they'll play a couple of home games against Kansas City and Cincinnati before traveling to Fort Wayne on New Year's Eve to begin a four-game road trip. The Fuel playing some very good hockey right now. As we speak, they are tied for first place in the ECHL's Central Division with a record of 17-8-1. And what's impressive is they've done that playing the majority of their schedule on the road so far. And... The Fuel played just 10 home games. They're 7-3 at home. They're 10-5-1 away from the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. And they're going to spend the bulk of the next couple of weeks away from the Indiana Farmers Coliseum as well. So we're going to see a lot of play on home ice later in the year. But certainly, lots of opportunities still to see the Fuel coming up in the next couple of weeks. We'll talk a little bit about those games that will be forthcoming on the schedule. We've got a lot of content for you on this program. We'll recap the Fuel's last couple of victories and also bring you interviews with Cooper Zek, who has since been called back up to the Rockford Icehawks, Cam Backer, Spencer Watson, the Fuel's newly minted all-time scoring leader, and also we had a couple of special guests come visit us on Saturday night for Teddy Bear Toss Night in Fisher's Mayor Scott Fadness and the Commissioner of the ECHL, Ryan Creelan. You'll hear all of those interviews later on in the program. But first, let's take a look back at some Fuel victories here over the last couple of weeks, starting... On December 9th, as the Fort Wayne Comets came to town, and that was a tremendous back-and-forth hockey game between the two I-69 rivals. The Fuel, four different times they took a lead. Four different times Fort Wayne came back to tie the game. Finally, with two minutes and 36 seconds left, Kale Howarth collected a loose puck at center ice, and this happened. Puck
1: loose at center, taken by Howarth across the Fort Wayne line. Right wing circle. Howarth shoots. Scores! Kill Howarth wins the puck at center ice. Brings it up the right side and fires it through point into the back of the net from the right wing circle. And the Fuel have retaken the lead. It's five to four. It's the fifth different lead for the Fuel tonight.
0: That goal gave the Fuel a five to four victory over the Comets at a 2-1 lead in the season series between the two interstate rivals. The Fuel dropped a 4-1 decision to Toledo the next night, then returned home last Wednesday for the first of a 4 games in 5 days stretch against the Wheeling Nailers. The Fuel fell behind twice in the first period, but this goal from Jan Mandat put the Fuel ahead. Wheeling wins the draw, and it's held in by
1: the Fuel. Here's a feed-in front to goal! Jan Mondot with a goal after the Fuel forced a turnover on the left-wing board. Seamus Malone won the puck-fed Mondot all alone in front, the Fuel have their first lead of the game. It's 3-2. Seamus Malone
0: would add a second-period power play goal to give Indy a 4-2 lead. Wheeling came back with a pair of goals early in the third, and then, Cameron Hillis gave the Fuel the lead again. Feet ahead, Andrew Blant along the left wing boards. In behind of the net, Pionk feeds it out in front. Hillis scores!
1: Nate Pionk took the puck below the goal line, and Hillis just posted up at the top of the crease at a quick catch and release. Beats Napier before the Wheeling goaltender can react. Cam Hillis has given the fuel a five to four lead.
0: An outstanding late penalty kill and an empty netter by Chase Lang helped seal that six to four victory over the Nailers. Two nights later, they played in Wheeling and the fuel surrendered the first goal, but then came back to score the next five and defeat the Nailers six to three. Alex Weidman, Chase Lang, Brian Lemos, Chad Yetman, Cam Hillis, and Seamus Malone all scored for the fuel in that game. But probably most notably, Spencer Watson had a pair of assists, and those two assists made him the Fuel's all-time scoring leader. Those two assists gave him 154 career points. He has since added an assist to that total and currently has 79 goals, 76 assists, 155 points in his Indy Fuel career, passing Josh Shalla, to become the Fuel's all-time scoring leader. We will talk to Spencer a little bit later on in the program about that mark. The Fuel came back home on Saturday for Teddy Bear Toss Night against the Cincinnati Cyclones, and it took just two minutes and one second for the newest addition to the Fuel to make his mark. And the Fuel able to clear the zone as they rim it around. Matthews couldn't hold it in at the point. And now here comes Barry across the line, two on two. Tries to feed it across, good back check by Cam Hillis to break it up. McDougal up the far boards. Getman, nice
1: backhand pass. Will spring Barron through the neutral zone. He scores! Matthew Barron brings out the Teddy Bears just two minutes and one second into the game and the fuel lead it one to nothing.
0: That goal brought out the Teddy Bears. Unfortunately, the Fuel surrendered a pair of shorthanded goals in the first period and were chasing the game from there and eventually fell 4-3 to to the Cyclones. Then they went to Fort Wayne on Sunday. Again, a third-period rally fell just a little bit short as they dropped a 5-4 to decision to the Comets to move their record to 17-8-1 on the season. In the interim, we've seen a flurry of transactions this week. Not only did we see Matthew Barron signed last week, where he tallied three points in four games for the Fuel and getting his call up from the Southern Professional Hockey League. A slew of transactions this week. First of all, Mitchell Weeks was sent back to the Fuel, the goaltender from the Rockford Ice Hogs. The Ice Hogs did call up Cliff Watson and Cale Howarth to the American Hockey League. The Fuel received Chris Cameron back after a brief stint with the Milwaukee Admirals in the American Hockey League, where he played a couple of games, but then also lost the red-hot Chad Yetman, as Yeti currently on an eight-game scoring streak, 11 goals and 25 points in 21 games. He has been called up to the Cleveland Monsters of the American Hockey League. So The Fuel made a trade as well this week as they sent Josh McDougal, as well as a player that they received from the Reading Royals in a separate transaction, as well as future considerations to the Wichita Thunder in exchange for forward Luke Brown. Brown is a 5'11", 180-pound right wing, split last year between the Idaho Steelheads and Cincinnati Cyclones, where he had 16 goals and 48 points in 71 games. He has not played this season. He is a third-year pro but was a very very good player last year, especially in Idaho. Didn't quite find his game as much in Cincinnati. Was traded to Wichita in the offseason, did not report to the Thunder, and then after being traded to the Fuel, signed and we expect to see him in the lineup very very soon as he rounds out the forward group for the Fuel and gives them a really solid presence on the right side that will especially be important with the Jan Mandat currently on injured reserve, Chris Van Oshaw Shaw as well on injured reserve, and Chad Yetman in the American Hockey League. Chad Yetman was named the ECHL Player of the Week this past week for his performance as He had four goals and two assists, six points in the Fuel's four games. Coming up for the Indy Fuel, a lot of hockey here as Friday night, December 23rd is Festivus. It is also the last of our wintertainment series as the Fuel take on the Cincinnati Cyclones. 705 face off. You won't need to air any grievances as you watch the Fuel compete in the Festivus feats of strength against the Cincinnati Cyclones. Meet Santa a reindeer and get ready for a great game. Next week, Wednesday, December 28th, it'll be Teacher Appreciation Night as The Fuel hosts the Kansas City Mavericks. Join The Fuel as we give a big thank you to all the amazing educators on Teacher Appreciation Night. Any educator can receive a special ticket offer to watch The Fuel take on the Mavericks. Make sure you check IndieFuelHockey.com for the information on that or call The Ticket Office 317 925 fuel. It's also a do 317 night so fans can enjoy $3 beverages, $1 hot dogs, and $7 exclusive t-shirts. Friday, December 30th, zoinks! It'll be Scooby-Doo night. It'll also be an all-you-can-eat night. Meet your favorite crime fighters and watch the fuel take on the Cincinnati Cyclones in special Scooby-Doo jerseys that fans will have the opportunity to bid on with a live auction after the game. It's also an all you can eat night. So enjoy unlimited hot dogs, hamburgers, and popcorn free with a game ticket. That's Friday, December 30th as the fuel take on the Cincinnati Cyclones. And then, as we mentioned, the fuel will head to Fort Wayne on New Year's Eve. Then it will be to Iowa the first week of January for a three game swing in Coralville. And then the Heartlanders will return to the Indiana Farmers Coliseum for a game on Wednesday, January 11th as the fuel begin the 2023 portion of their home schedule. It's time to meet our guests on this edition of Under the Hood. Our first guest is a player who made a really big impact with the Fuel in his time here in Indy, and that was defenseman Cooper Zack. In eight games, five goals and five assists with the Fuel a very solid player who had been with the Rockford Icehawks in the American Hockey League, playing on a National Hockey League contract with the Blackhawks. He was received by the Hawks from the Philadelphia Flyers in a trade for Evan Barrett earlier this year. Prior to that, spent a couple of years in the Boston Bruins organization. His debut with the Fuel was actually his ECHL debut, and he made quite an impression with two goals that night and ended up with... 10 points in the eight games that he played here in Indy, including an overtime winner in Tulsa that helped the Fuel continue a five-game perfect road swing and a six-game winning streak. So here is our conversation with defenseman Cooper Zach. First of all, you've been here with the Fuel about a week, and immediately you get here, you go on a five-game road trip where your team's very successful. Just kind of describe what this last week has been like for you, coming to a new team and being able to kind of work your way into the lineup and make a very quick impact.
2: Uh, it's been awesome. It's uh, It's been fun having the opportunity and being able to run with it and uh, being able to help the team out, and the team's playing great. Everything's good.
0: You know, Friday night in, uh, in Tulsi, come up with a four-point game. Overtime winner as well. What is it like to be able to score that walk-off goal and and be able to put your team in the win column? That was awesome. That
2: was uh, my first overtime winner in pro hockey and it was, uh, yeah, that was fun.
0: What's this year been like for you? Starting the Flyers organization, you get traded early in the year and what is it like to try to work your way into a new organization, kind of you know, work into a new role and with new people?
2: Yeah, it's tough. This is my first time getting traded, and you uh, uh, you gotta earn the opportunity and you gotta get lucky, and you gotta, there's a lot that goes into it, but uh, step by step, it's so far so good.
0: What have you enjoyed so far about being here with the fuel?
2: Uh, it's been great. The coach has been great, all the guys in the locker room are welcome mm-hmm. in, and uh, we've been doing a lot of wins, so that's the best part.
0: You played the last Three seasons in the AHL. What have you noticed in a week? uh, The differences between playing in the American League and playing here in the Coast? Uh, Depth probably is the biggest Mm -hmm. thing. Even dressing the four lines,
2: so there's Mm -hmm. you know everyone's uh, got a little more rest, and Mm -hmm. yeah, it's uh, the peace. I would
0: say Mm -hmm. your path here to the pros. You go from the North American League to a, a really good year in the BCHL, and then two years later, you're uh, you're signing an AHL deal and, uh, and playing well in Providence. Just kind of describe how quickly things kind of came together for you as you moved up from level to level.
2: Yeah, it happened quick. I wouldn't have had a chance to even go to Odessa if it wasn't for my brother, and then I had a couple good years in a row that uh, really took off for me, and it was uh It all happened real quick. I didn't plan on leaving school that early either, but it was, uh, yeah, everything happens for a reason and yeah, it's worked
0: out. Your year in Wintachi, how important was that in your hockey career?
2: That was huge. That, was, uh, that, that way I could go into school and, you know, be in the lineup and have a chance to uh, use all the skills that uh, that I planned on. And it was uh, it was good not starting from the bottom. That was the year that really took off for me. Mm-hmm.
0: Then you earned an opportunity at Ferris State. And then at the end of that year, what kind of spurred your decision to turn pro and sign with Providence?
2: I wasn't a fan of school. It was nothing against yeah. Ferris or uh, yeah, I had no, uh, nothing bad to say about them, or it was just, it was time, it was, uh, I wasn't a big fan of school, I had an opportunity to make money playing the game that I loved, and uh, yeah, it was a pretty easy decision for me.
0: And I know when Boston signed you, or when Providence signed you, there were some comparisons to like you eventually maybe filling that Tory Krugel role in, in Boston, and what, what uh, is there somebody or a type of guy you pattern your game after
2: uh, he's one of them for sure Grizzly uh, just a smaller you know left handed defenseman that I can watch and kind of depict what I can take from their game put in mine, and
0: yeah try to try to just emulate their game. Uh, Describe what it was like for you then to use your experience with Providence to earn yourself a National Hockey League contract.
2: That was huge. That was, uh, again, they had some opportunity there and was uh, on the power play and just being able to use the skill set that I have, and yeah, that was huge.
0: Describe the role you have as a power play quarterback in distributing the puck and, and what you're looking for. Uh, just w-
2: moving the puck quick. there's a time to move it as quick as you can a time to draw guys in and then you know move it so they have more time so it's just reading the play as it comes.
0: Two goals in your first game here in Indy uh, how nice was that to kind of break in with a new team?
2: Yeah that was that was awesome, that, I, that was the one night we ended up losing which made it tougher but uh, it was just good to get the confidence back mm-hmm. after not playing for the start of the year only having two games coming into November so yeah, it was nice to kind of get the monkey off the back.
0: How nice is it to be back home here uh, and, and be able to play back in front of your home fans?
2: Yeah, it's this is only my second game yeah. here, so yeah, I'm excited for it.
0: Our next conversation is with defenseman Cam Backer. We talked to him during last Wednesday's game against the Wheeling Nailers. Backer's a solid defensive defenseman for the Fuel who has four assists and is plus eight in 19 games with the Fuel. He took a very unusual path to pro hockey. He played four years at Liberty University playing club college hockey. That's a path you don't see a whole lot of pro hockey players take. Took a couple of years off and then played in the Federal Hockey League, worked his way up to the Southern Professional Hockey League, where he played four seasons, including winning a championship with Pensacola in 2021, and then matriculated to the ECHL, signing with the Florida Everblades last year and then being traded to the Fuel on March 2nd from the Everblades, and he has been a mainstay with the Fuel ever since. Here's our conversation with defenseman Cam Backer. First of all, describe how your season has gone and especially how much fun it's been being part of a team that's had the start you guys have had so far.
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Great start to the season, team-wise for sure. Uh, Obviously, when you're getting more wins than losses, it's a good atmosphere in the room um and then going forward it's just keeping that consistency up uh doing the right things at the right time and uh, um you know hopefully we carry that into tonight
0: describe how your year has gone personally is your basically a, a key part of this defensive unit
3: uh for myself uh you know I understand the, the role I have on this team and that's usually uh, within our own third of the rink, uh, helping the goalies out and uh, moving pucks forward. And uh, We have a very talented group up front, so uh, it makes my job easier to, to find them and give them the puck and uh, uh, for myself you know, try and, try and stay off the IR and uh, do what I can to help this team win. Kind
0: of as a defensive defenseman and somebody who's got a really important role in that end of the rink. Do you get as much enjoyment out of blocking a shot, out of uh, making a play, as uh, you know? Is that kind of uh, scoring a goal for you, you guys back there? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah,
3: definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. I like to say that yeah. my my save percentage is better than the goalie, but uh, <laughs> you know, uh, no, whatever I can do to help out and. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, sometimes you got to do the, the dirty work to, to get the W, So, uh, and I, I take pride in doing that.
0: Your path to pro hockey has been a very uh, unique one. Uh, describe what it's been like going from playing in uh, the ACHA at Liberty to taking a couple of years away from the, the pro game and then working your way up.
3: Uh, for sure. Uh, definitely not the conventional route as yeah. to most of the guys here probably. Uh, I've had a lot of help on the way uh, with either coaches or fellow teammates, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm very grateful for every one of them, but uh, no, it was just, it was one of those kind of career paths, I guess, mm-hmm. where uh, I still love the game and wanted to keep uh, keep playing, and mm-hmm. uh, thankfully I've met some good people along the way to help me
0: out. Mm-hmm. Was there an opportunity that kind of came up in Cornwall? What were you doing before you ended up uh, playing in the federal league? Uh, so before mm-hmm. before that, I had taken
3: two years off uh, of hockey really mm-hmm. after after college, and uh, I joined Brampton Beast for a team in the ECHL mm-hmm. at the time. And mm-hmm. uh, being close-ish to home, mm-hmm. uh, you know, went to a camp there. Uh, was feeling pretty good. Uh, didn't make the team. Didn't really know the pro circuit to be honest, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so once I got home and found out that there was a pro team mm-hmm. uh, in the Fed, uh, about 45 minutes from home, uh, you know, it, it gave me the opportunity to to really give it a shot. So, what
0: was it like playing in that league, and then and then uh, working your way up to the SPHL?
3: Uh, it, definitely a grind. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw that with a lot of the players, whether it was uh, paycheck wise or even skill wise on the ice. Uh, and the quality of play on the ice, I should say. Um, but, uh, you know, as you move up the leagues, things become more more sanctioned, more organized uh, in terms of the off-ice, more business side of it. So, uh, you know, I just kind of kept my head up and tried to keep moving forward and, you know, gotten, gotten here. And,
0: a couple of years ago, you had a chance to win a championship in Pensacola. And the SPH—how special was that?
3: Oh, a fan- fantastic feeling. You know, whether you want to call it the COVID year, where uh, you know some guys were sitting out, some guys weren't playing. Uh, but no, it was fantastic, uh, fantastic year. Uh, you know, throughout the the COVID protocols and stuff like that, I've met some really good good friends and good teammates, and uh, I think we all still kind of cherish that to this day.
0: So, once you win a championship, is that kind of a bond that you carry really throughout not just the rest of your career, but beyond?
3: Oh, definitely. Uh, I know we had uh, we had a bunch of players that we had sign on our team from mm-hmm. from another team in the league, and we all hated each other <laughs> to be honest at the start of the year. But uh, you know, towards the end, like I think a bunch of us still still have a group message yeah. going, uh, still all chatting with each other. So uh, and wishing everyone best in where they're at right now
0: coming here to Indy. It's not always easy to be traded mid-season, but I know you played with with Dunks a little bit in Brampton. You what was it like coming here and kind of finding a role here?
3: Uh super easy. Uh Dunks has been a great coach uh coach when I had him in Brampton mm-hmm. and uh when coming here too. Uh I got traded here, and we had the the coaching change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a lot a lot of moving parts going on when I first got here. But uh, I think kind of once Dunks took over, and uh, things kind of sorted itself out, it was it was very easy just to know even you know how Dunks likes mm-hmm. to play and coach uh, his team. So it made the transition very easy. What's been your favorite thing about being here in Indy? Oh, I, I love love the fans, love the love the team. Um, I think this team's. Uh, it's it's a great team to show up to the rink every day with a smile on your face and get a few laughs out of whatever we're doing, whether it's a grind of a practice or uh or a game day. Um it's a fantastic city and uh being being from a farm myself, uh the city of Indianapolis being as, as rural has really uh surprised me as well. So that that was uh that's been good.
0: Our next guest needs almost no introduction if you're an Indy Fuel fan. He has been a mainstay in the Fuels lineup for the last four seasons. He's actually in his fifth season with the Fuels. He played three games with the team In 2018-19, after being acquired from the Los Angeles Kings organization in a trade by the Blackhawks, then signed an ECHL deal with the Fuel in the summer of 2019 and has twice been a 30 goal scorer. And now with 155 points is the Fuel's all time leading scorer. This year, he has three goals and 11 assists, but has been able to pile up the points here recently as he has four assists in the last four games. Here is the Fuel's all-time scoring leader, Spencer Watson. We're joined by Indy Fuel forward Spencer Watson uh, during the first intermission of tonight's game against the Cincinnati Cyclones. Spencer, first of all, franchise's all-time leading scorer with a couple of assists last night. How special is it for you? You've been part of this team now for a number of seasons to be able to put your name above Josh Shalas and and break the club scoring record.
4: Yeah, it's... um it's it's really exciting um i'm proud of myself um i played with some really good players uh, Mm -hmm. throughout my years here and um you know it uh it just kind of shows how uh how well i've done here in indy and how much i enjoy it here and um you know to hold that record is uh, pretty special
0: and you mentioned guys you've played with Uh, you and jan and brian had had a really good chemistry last year you've skated last night with brian and wides and played with a number of different guys how good is it to be able to play with good line mates that can number one find you but also that you can find them as well
4: yeah that's uh you know that's it's a team game and that's that's part Mm -hmm. of it um anytime you can create chemistry with um whoever's on your line um and find success with them uh you know certainly this record also reflects on the players i've played with as well Mm -hmm. because uh you know they've they've been a big help as well so um yeah, I think it reflects on uh, um, two aspects, the guys I play with and then my game itself. So, uh, yeah.
0: In past years, you know, you've know, you been a 30-goal scorer, but it seems like you've been the guy that this team's relied on to score goals. This year, because there's so much depth, it's, the scoring's really spread out. You know, how, how good is that for you and really for everybody else that really all four lines
4: can put the puck in the net? I
0: mean, it, it
4: shows a lot about our depth and character. um Obviously, uh, you know, like you said, the scoring has been uh, spread out throughout everyone, even the D as well, um, and uh, I think as a, a winning team, you need that. Um, you can't really rely on one person per se or or, or just one line, um, and I think uh, our team, we can rely on everyone, and, and, and they can do a job regardless of what it is, so... Um, yeah, it's 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 it, it's a big uh, team team play um, mm-hmm. that, that that helps us win all these games.
0: The number of uh, years you've been here, this has been a really good start to the season. What has set this team apart from the other ones you've played for?
4: Um, you know, Duncan has put together a really good team here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're fast. Uh, we care about each other a lot, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, I think we all just uh, believe in, in in what we have here, and um, we know that we have the guys in the in the locker room to to, to get things done. And um, I don't think we panic too much. We just go and play our game, and and we know we're uh, um, we're a good contender each night if we just put together a full sixty.
0: You've had the chance this year to play with your your twin brother. It, how nice has that been for you guys to be on the same team?
4: Yeah, it's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's been maybe eight ten years since mm-hmm. we played together so um yeah it was uh it was a cool opportunity to get him here and it's, um you know i'm i'm, I'm happy he's here he's, he's been playing great when he's been in the lineup and uh you know uh, it's only uh, only can go up from here so um yeah it's, it's been awesome to, to have him around and together and um know we just look forward to the uh, next couple of, couple of months together and uh, yeah it's, it's been awesome
0: he's a defenseman you're a forward how
4: many times growing up has he been uh, feeding you one-timers and yeah he uh, I mean actually he grew up he was forward at, at the start of his mm-hmm. his career but then he moved back to D so um, yeah it's it's been cool it's a cool little dynamic uh, that we have um, you know he, he worries about the stuff back there I, I worry about the stuff up there and um Uh, Yeah, he's uh, he's always there helping me out, and and so am I with his game as well. So,
0: Teddy Bertos tonight, we're gonna have a big crowd tonight. How special is it in this building when this place is full?
4: It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, you know, the crowds we get here when, it, when it's packed is, is awesome. Uh, um, as players, we, we feed off of that, and we, we can feel the emotions um, throughout. So, I mean, I, I'm expecting a really big one here today, and, uh, you know, I think, I think as a team we're just going to thrive off that and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, play our best.
0: You're an integral part of the power play here. What have you guys been doing
4: here the last few games especially that, has allowed you to have the success that you've had? I think, uh, for the most part, you've just been getting, um, you know, being a little less fancy and just getting pucks into the net, um, trying to get um, bodies there and recover pucks, and then... Know, shots in that, uh, recoveries, and, uh, you know, we've been lucky with um, finally getting a couple of good bounces on sticks and stuff, good screens, um, and, uh, yeah, just shot volume has been huge, and um, I think it's shown. Not, well, thanks, Spencer. Yeah. Good luck tonight. Yeah, thank you. Cindy,
0: feel forward. Spencer Watson will be back right after this. We have a couple of other special guests on this edition of Under the Hood who both stopped by the booth during Saturday's teddy bear toss game against the Cincinnati Cyclones. Our first guest, the commissioner of the ECHL, Ryan Creelan. We always enjoy his annual visits to Indy and his annual trips to a chat with us in the broadcast booth as we discuss the state of the league and what's going on in the premier AA Hockey League. Here's that conversation with Ryan Creelan. Glad to be joined in our second intermission by the Commissioner of the ECHL, Ryan Creeland. Commissioner, thanks for joining us uh, tonight, and talk about how the season has started here for the league so far, and we're two months in, and it seems like we've gotten off to another really, really good start in the league.
5: Yeah, no, no question, uh, uh, it's hard to believe that we're already uh, two months in here, but great to welcome our 28th team in savannah uh they're off to a pretty hot start down there great great turnout in that market uh on the ice uh we've seen uh more nhl and ahl contracts uh than last year actually significantly more and i think you see it in the in the product Uh, a lot of speed and skill out there certainly tonight as well uh, you've got a pretty nice little hockey game going on here. And uh, from a fan perspective, um, I think after two years of going through what we all had to from a pandemic standpoint, uh, we've really seen uh, folks come out and, you know, looking around the building here tonight, a phenomenal turnout here for Teddy Bear Toss Night.
0: You mentioned the the last couple of years. Just describe what that was like for you to navigate, and you probably aged about ten years since twenty yeah. twenty. I'm not
5: certain. I want to talk about <laughs> it, quite honestly. But uh, yeah, no doubt it was a challenge. A challenge for uh, all of us in the league, all of us in the industry, and you know, quite a period, everyone uh, across the board. Uh, not just the folks in the the hockey world or the sport world, but we we're able to work through it. I don't think it was ideal, um, but we we made the best of of what we had to work with, and we're just trying to brighten everybody up and provide some entertainment uh, under what you know I think historically will be considered a pretty dark time. But uh, able to work through it, and certainly great to to be back to to normal.
0: The growth of the league, Savannah's new franchise this year, and it looks like they're. Starting off very, very well, both on and off the no ice. question. And then we had Iowa and Trois Riviere, a couple of really solid markets last year and seeing the growth of this league and it looks like it's on a solid of footing as it's ever been. It just keeps getting better and better.
5: Yeah, I, I, I hope so. I mean, we still have a lot of work to do, but I do think there's a, a vision now of getting to 32-32-32 across uh, professional hockey in North America with the NHL and AHL that doesn't happen overnight but uh, we're working towards it and um, it, again it, it's great to see us be able to to grow our league and grow the game of hockey uh, especially in in some markets that may have uh, been non-traditional and not necessarily familiar with the sport.
0: That's one thing the ECHL has always done since its inception is grow the game in some non-traditional markets the the home base originally in the southeastern united states and helping grow this great game in so many different areas has been part of the legacy of this league from the beginning
5: no no question uh back in 1988 uh mr kelly found founded the league with uh uh, a couple other owners, and the original league office was in Roanoke, Virginia. It uh, moved to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, but you also had some markets in, in the southeast there that eventually went on to become NHL markets Absolutely. because the ECHL introduced hockey. So Raleigh, Nashville, uh, a couple others. So uh, pretty cool that the ECHL uh, has been able to bring uh, a sport to markets that again may have not been familiar with it previously.
0: How much has the relationship with the American Hockey League and National Hockey League strengthened, especially recently because we have so many more players that we're seeing get called up, but also a lot of NHL contracts now coming to the ECHL were We're seeing the league used more and more as the developmental league that it has always been intended to be.
5: Yeah, no, it's been great to see that relationship grow. And again, that doesn't happen overnight, but I think uh, we're reaping the benefits now with the on-ice product and and seeing uh, a lot more NHL-AHL contracts sent sent down to us, but vice versa as well. A lot more call-ups from the ECHL uh, to the NHL, AHL, which uh, gives guys who may uh, be on an ECHL contract a chance to, to showcase themselves in our league and then uh, move up uh, uh, to, to the NHL and AHL. And then off the ice, uh, certainly with some of the NHL's initiatives, Hockey Fight Cancer, Hockey's for Everyone, uh, we want to embrace those initiatives so that we can celebrate them across the sport.
0: Now one thing you do a lot in the league is marketing as well and so many new partnerships with the league we've seen college partnership we've seen uh obviously the the things we're doing with marvel and the and the special jersey nights across the league and how much does that help number one obviously the partnership with uh, with bellevue university has been great for our players but also the, the partnership with Marvel especially, helping maybe bring the game to some new people, uh, some new families with some special nights.
5: Well, th- th- that's certainly our our goal uh, is to be an entertainment product, not just hockey. Uh, we do take pride in, in growing uh, our on-ice product, and we, we just talked about how we're going about that. But to be able to bring in some additional entertainment, uh, options or perhaps expose new fans to the game so bring them out for marvel or dc night or nickelodeon night uh, we just did dumb and dumber night in jacksonville a few <laughs> weeks ago i had my bright blue suit on so uh it, it's it's about enhancing the entire uh product from when you, the moment you walk into the door until the game's over and you're you're going home hopefully with a smile on your face
0: well it's the ninth year that indy has been in the league and How important is this market to the league in general and helping bring back pro hockey here to central Indiana?
5: Yeah, I mean, to hear you say nine years, it's just mind-blowing to me that it's gone by so fast. But, uh, you know, a phenomenal market, a large market, uh, well positioned in our geographic footprint and great ownership and leadership here with the, the Hallett family and, and Larry McQuarrie, uh, to really see this grow over those past nine years has been so, uh, rewarding. And then, uh, certainly with the announcement of the new building, just really cool to see that come to fruition
0: and, uh, you know, excited to see it in a few years. Uh, Commissioner, thank you so much for joining us sitting enjoy the rest of the game. Yeah, thank you. Our final guest on Under the Hood this week is the mayor of Fishers, Scott Fadness. Earlier in September, it was announced that the fuel will be headed to Fishers in 2024 in a newly built 8,500-seat arena that will be located east of I-69 between 106th and 116th streets. It'll be a beautiful brand-new building, a couple thousand seats bigger than the Indiana Farmers Coliseum, Right off of I-69, so very easy to access, and right in the hub of a large entertainment district with a lot of restaurants, a lot of retail, and other entertainment options right there next to the arena. So you can come to a game, make a night of it, and obviously the City of Fishers is very excited about this. The Fuel, also very excited about this upcoming partnership with... The city of Fishers and the opportunity to bring Indy Fuel hockey to a brand new building in Fishers. We had a chance to talk with Mayor Fadness about this new partnership and this new opportunity for the hockey team and for the city. We are honored to be joined in the first intermission by the mayor of Fishers, Indiana, Scott Fadness, and we've got some exciting times coming with the Indy Fuel and the city of Fishers as we've got a new arena project that the uh, the city of fishers has uh, been working on with the fuel and looking to make fishers our home in 2024 and really excited about that and mayor thanks for joining us and just tell us a little bit about how this is coming together and how excited you are to uh, be hosting the indy fuel here in a couple of years
6: yeah it's uh, it's a thrill to be here tonight i'm here with my family the teddy bear toss is always an iconic uh, game to come to and honestly the Jim Howard and his family and the entire Indy Fuel brand is just such a family focused, uh, group and it's such a wonderful experience that When we sat down with the fuel, we thought Fishers was the perfect home for them. And it really is kind of the anchor tenant to build this world-class facility. About 8,000 seats. And what's so cool about it is it brings in all the design of kind of the new format for these event centers. So lots of different viewing experiences, whether you're at a suite, whether you're at a bunker suite, whether you're at the lounge. I mean, it's going to be uh, world, world class, and we can't wait to break ground, hopefully, as early as February, and then uh, have you guys up in operational in 24.
0: And we mentioned our 36 home games are one thing, but it's going to be a great venue for concerts, for graduations, for so many of the other things that can bring a lot of great events to, to central Indiana and to Fisher's as well. Yeah, you know,
6: people don't realize sometimes Fisher's is now 105,000 people. In Hamilton County, 350,000 people. So, uh, not only will the event center be amazing, but we have about a half a billion dollars worth of private development, restaurants, hotels, uh, mixed use retail that's going to be wrapping all around it. So this really will become like a hub of activity, whether you're coming to a fuel game, whether you're hanging out for dinner or whatever, it is going to be the spot on the northeast side of Indianapolis.
0: And it's going to be great as well because, as you mentioned, there's going to be so many restaurants, retails, top golfs across the street, Ikeas across the street. Yeah. You can make an evening of an Indy Fuel game and do a lot of things in addition to enjoying a hockey game.
6: Absolutely. And it's it's easy access right off of I-69. So you have 106th Street, 116th Street. So it'll be easy to get in, easy to get out, and a ton of things to do. While you're there, whether you're shopping at IKEA, whether you're going to Top Golf, and and actually, we're talking to some uh, retailers, some restaurateurs that are nationally known, that are like the hottest retailers out there today. That we hope to announce here in the next probably three to four months. That'll just build upon the excitement and energy.
0: And we've seen Fisher's grow so much, not just in the area around the the rink, but also a little further down 116th Street. With the downtown that you have developed in the city center and just describe how exciting of a time it is to be in Fishers, be in Hamilton County right now because of all the great things that you have going on. Well, yeah, it
6: is really incredible. Uh, just the other day I had the, uh, opportunity to break ground with Mario and Michael Andretti on their global headquarters that'll be just across the interstate from our arena in an unbelievable facility that they're building. We have a billion dollars worth of life science. Uh, industry being built right now. And then we have a, a thriving downtown area. So to your point, it's just, there's so much energy and it's so dynamic right now, but it's still safe. It's family friendly. Uh, it's just kind of the perfect scenario. And, uh, we're excited to have a fuel be a partner in that.
0: Well, Mayor Scott Fadness of Fishers, thank you so much for joining us tonight and enjoy the rest of the game.
6: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: We want to thank Fishers Mayor Scott Fadness for joining us. Last Saturday night, also want to thank ECHL Commissioner Ryan Creeland and our player guests from previous games, Spencer Watson, Cam Backer, and Cooper Zek, who's now back with the Rockford Icehawks for their time, and we hope you have enjoyed those conversations. Hope you've enjoyed this edition of Under the Hood. Again, the Fuel Home Friday, December 23rd against the Cincinnati Cyclones for Wintertainment. Teacher Appreciation Night on Wednesday, December 28th against the Kansas City Mavericks. And then Friday, December 30th, it will be Scooby-Doo Night as the Fuel once again take on the Cincinnati Cyclones before beginning a four-game road swing on New Year's Eve in Fort Wayne. Of course, we'll have the broadcast of all the home games for you on both our audio stream and and also on Flow Hockey. Looking forward to bringing you those. You can get your tickets for all of those games at Ticketmaster.com as well as the Indiana Farmers Coliseum box office and 317-925-FUEL is the number to reach to find out more about ticket options or visit IndieFUELHockey.com. Looking forward to seeing you at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum for any and all of the Fuel's upcoming games. Thanks for listening to this edition of Under the Hood I'm Andrew Smith. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going under the hood with the Indy Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndyFuelHockey.com.